Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 9, Back to Jerusalem. The gap between the Old and New Testament can be bridged historically and biblically, with some of the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecies. For purposes of continuity, the following Bible episodes draw from the book of Daniel and from history, as well as the books of Maccabees. They show the transition of empires in the region, from Babylonian to Persian to Greek to Roman. The time is now around 165 BC. Israel is ruled by the Seleucian Syrian kingdom of the north, who begin to impose its culture. The king orders that the Jewish people comply with his state religion, and Jerusalem's temple is turned over to Greek gods. But there are a group of Hebrew people who rebel. Episode 8 Greek power peaks. The Greek kingdom becomes increasingly unstable while Rome gains power in the west. Antiochus returns to Syria, stopping in Jerusalem, slaying 40,000 Jews while others are sold as slaves. He continues his cultural reformation of Israel and Jerusalem becomes a completely Greek city. Meanwhile, the high priest Jason sends his brother Menelaus to Antiochus to pay his annual tribute. But Menelaus takes the opportunity to offer Antiochus more money for the role, which he accepts. Antiochus sends a Cyprian officer and troops to Jerusalem to oversee the changeover and collect the tribute. So the high priest Jason flees to Ammon, while Menelaus steals sacred vessels from the temple to pay his debt. Now, an Ephavate citizen renames Jerusalem Antioch of Jerusalem in honour of Antiochus. And Antiochus stations Greco-Syrian troops in the city in 175 BC. Consul Gaius Populus Leonis is sent by the Roman Senate to demand Antiochus' withdrawal from Egypt. Antiochus says he'll think about it, so Leonis draws a circle around him in the sand. Linnaeus says Antiochus must give an answer before he steps outside of the lines. Antiochus realises he is losing power, so vents his anger against Israel. Now a Greek philosopher visits Jerusalem and says that the god of the city is Jupiter. He plunders the temple and sets up a statue of Jupiter, Zeus, the father of gods and men, in the Holy of Holies in the temple, the abomination of desolation. He tears down Jerusalem's walls and confiscates all the Hebrew scriptures he can find. Then he forbids circumcision and anyone consenting to the law and teaching of Moses is under sentence of death. The time is now December the 25th, 168 BC. It is the feast of the Greek god Dionysus, Bacchus, son of Zeus and god of wine. Antiochus offers a pig as sacrifice in the temple in Jerusalem. He decrees that all Jews offer pagan sacrifices in support of him. Many obey while others refuse. In Modin, a town outside of Jerusalem, an elderly priest named Matthias refuses to comply. He kills a Hellenized Jew who is about to offer a sacrifice in line with Antiochus's ruling. Then he kills the royal official who is implementing the decree. Matthias and his five sons, accompanied by other nonconformists, flee into the desert. But shortly afterwards, Matthias dies and the baton is passed to his son Judah. Judah is now nicknamed Maccabee, meaning hammerer in Aramaic. He is a fierce fighter and military strategist. 
he uses his knowledge of Judea's landscape for military gain, fighting and winning military victories. The rebel Judean forces retake Jerusalem from the Greeks and begin to reign in Israel. The new dynasty, a family line of priests, become known as the Hasmoneans, possibly meaning prince. Once Jerusalem is under their control, they purify the desecrated temple and remove its pagan idols. Three years after Antiochus's pagan sacrifices to the god Dionysus, the Jews rededicate their temple. They reinstate sacrifice as per God's teaching to Moses. The dedication is made on the 25th of Kislev and takes the name Hanukkah, meaning dedication. As part of the ceremony, the candles are lit in the temple, but there is only enough oil to burn for one day. Miraculously, the consecrated oil burns for eight days and the celebration of Hanukkah becomes an annual event. The Greeks are displeased that the Jews have re-established their religious practices. So battles continue between Greeks and Jews, while many desert the Jewish ranks. Eventually, Judah dies in battle and his brother Jonathan takes the leadership. But at a banquet, Jonathan is handed over by people he trusts to the Greeks. He's held for ransom, but executed, and succeeded by his brother Simon. He governs well with the support of the Council of 70 Elders, the Sanhedrin, the Council, the Tribunal. Simon is from a priestly tribe, but not the tribe of Judah. Yet he becomes Israel's high priest and political leader. He makes an alliance with Rome, allowing them to garrison their 10th legion in the land. But at Jericho, he, along with his two sons, is killed by his son-in-law, Ptolemy. He has been bribed by Greek Syrian forces and murders his father-in-law and brothers-in-law. Simon's remaining son, John Hieronychus Hasmonean, escapes those sent to murder him. He hurries to Jerusalem to become the leader of the Jews, their high priest. You can read this story in the Book of Maccabees and other historical books. The land of Israel, the stage of the Bible stories, stands as a crossroads for warring armies, for traveling merchants, and so on. It is this area that God chooses as the stage and the focus of his story and ours. The stage continues to be at the forefront of world news. The Bible story is played across time. God's character and people's characters are revealed as the story unfolds. Various chronologies have been calculated and attributed to its texts over the years. Many of the dates have been referenced with historical texts. Our current year, for example, if chosen by the Hebrew calendar, demonstrates the suggested year from creation. For the purpose of this series, various calendars have been used, in particular the timeline created by 17th century Archbishop Usher and others as a guideline, as a framework, a chronological backbone. When taken as history, the Bible story and its prophetic conclusion, which is yet to come in the book of Revelation, is played over a period of between six and 7,000 years. And the Bible says that to God, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. By viewing the Bible story as history and taking a Bible worldview, you can see that we are in the final pages of the prophetic words written. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. 
podcasts called Full Circle are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.